Welcome to a special mini-sode of Murder, Myth, and Mystery. And today, we're doing some ghost stories to bring in the Christmas spirit. (laughs) 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 That was so spooky. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky. All right, you guys, we want to say thank you so much to everyone who submitted a submission. We love hearing your ghost stories, and we get a lot of feedback that our listeners love hearing your tales as well. Yes, we do. Who, who wants to go first? Who's got a good story? Oh, They're boy. all good. They okay, are. I'll go. Yeah, okay, go for you it. Go. All right. First, they just want to say how much they love our podcast, and they have been listening for years, and it's gotten them through a lot of long car rides. Oh, well, how Excellent. nice. Also, don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. <laughs> like LL. Sorry. I said comeback. No, nobody did. I just had to say that. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? He's been holding on to because that Because she months. says she's been listening for years and it reminded yeah. me of that song. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me to come back. I've been no, we got years. it. You, you don't need to explain Sorry. it anymore. It was bad. It was really bad. And I'm All right. I got to get back myself. into the spooky season. Yeah. Sorry. Ooh, Ooh. Spooky. Scary. Werewolf bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Butts. Guys, when I was a young girl, I lived in a close-knit neighborhood. The knobs of neighborhood that celebrates birthdays is one big bash if there are a lot in a month. Well, there are a lot of September babies. Hello, Christmas shenanigans. Woo-woo. I believe that's how she meant that intended to be said. (laughs) That year, we decided to have a sleepover with all the girls. There were about six of us, and it was pretty normal. We stayed at a friend's house, and she lived just with her mom. Fast forward past a lot of girly things, and eventually we all fall asleep. At some point in the middle of the night, I woke up randomly. I thought I heard a noise and looked up to see a man smiling at me across the room. I didn't really panic at the moment because he seemed so real. He was dark-skinned, wearing a white t-shirt and dark pants. I remember him having the biggest, whitest smile and seemed friendly. I thought he was a friend of her mom and went back to sleep. The next morning, I asked my friend if her mom had someone over last night, and she said no. She then proceeded to describe in exact detail the man I had seen. Turns out, he lives in her room, which is always ice cold, and is pretty friendly. After that, I completely avoided going over to her house for any reason and can still picture him in my mind to this day. I can only Uh, imagine. Uh, (laughs) no. I have another one from them. Oh, okay. I remember another incident where I was washing dishes at my great-grandmother's house. I was young enough where I had to use a stool. (laughs) That's me today, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) I was young enough where I had to use a stool, and it started to get dark. I had a big window to give me light because my grandma liked to save electricity. No big deal. Well, that night, it got darker fast, and I was trying to finish before the light ran out. I then started to get a weird feeling like I was being watched and looked over to the stove. Upon seeing a shadowy figure floating over the stove, I hightailed it so fast out of the kitchen, I nearly gave my grandmother whiplash. 
After she finally calmed me down and asked what was wrong, I told her what I had seen. Needless to say, I did not get the reaction I was expecting. With a straight face, she told me it was probably my grandma, her daughter, who had recently passed, watching over me and was my guardian angel. With that a straight sounds face. sweet. No, that's probably but all no, it is. Don't nope, worry about it. I am not for that. It did not feel like that at my young age, and I still don't know what it was to this day. Oh, wow. Ooh. So we didn't Spooky. get permission to use their name, so I'm just going to say thank you, South Carolina, for submitting that story. <laughs> thank you. Oh, that one's good. All right. I'll go ahead and just jump on in here, huh? Mary's over here trashing the studio, so. Yeah. She just punched a hole in the wall like, I did just punch his iPad. (laughs) Yeah, she knocked my iPad over over here. And then just smiled about it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even apologize. This is, you guys heard everything happen. Yeah. (laughs) Just knock and went back by day. Mm -hmm. She didn't even hesitate. No. Okay. Anyway, this one, I'm allowed to use her name and it comes from Echo. She says, hey, guys, I love your podcast, and I've always believed in ghosts, and I have a long one for you. So, as Mary and Samuel L. Jackson would say, hold on to your butts. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson says that? Yeah. Yeah. That was I in, thought you knew that. In Jurassic Park. No. I just hold barely saw Jurassic Park, like, this year, surprisingly. Oh, man. Yeah, I, know. I, I know. know. I know. I know. He's in Jurassic know. Park. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson? Of yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. Sorry, I just remember shirtless cold <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. Who could forget that? Okay, anyway, back to Echo's story. So some backstory is needed. We moved a lot when I was a kid. Six different schools from kindergarten to my senior year a lot. The last time we moved when I was a student... My folks promised that I would finish my high school career in the same house. So we moved into this little town in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. 73 people lived in this village, and it has been around since shortly after the Civil War. We moved there shortly after I finished my sophomore year in high school. And shortly after we settled in, some interesting things started happening. We had an electric floor that would zap you when you did the dishes. Wait, what? Yeah. An electric floor. Unless there's a typo. That would, I'm, guess, I'm guessing like the floor would give you an electrical shock. It, some kind of short in the floor. Yeah. Uh, the wiring and, going and under the floor. Weird. Okay. She goes on to say that one is mundane. Poor electrician. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she says they had shadows that it seemed only my mother and I saw. My mom wouldn't talk about it, though, because she hates talking about anything related to supernatural. She has had death dreams of my family members that have come true and it makes her uncomfortable. But that is for another time. I mentioned it to my father. And while he wasn't dismissive, he hadn't seen her. So he didn't seem overly interested. I had seen her, though, out of the corner of my eye. She wore a floor-length skirt with a blouse, her hair was in a bun, and she always seemed sad. She never seemed negative or anything. She seemed curious about our day and our daily lives most of the time. The day that my dad finally did see her was interesting. He worked at a feed yard, so he was often awake at four in the morning in order to drink a pot of coffee before going to work. 
he would sit at the dining room table where he would watch the back door. He had looked down into his cup of coffee and then looked back up because he felt that he was being watched. She was at the other end of the table and was standing there looking at him. He was still nursing his first cup of coffee, which if you knew my dad, it meant that you didn't ask him anything or really talk much until he was finished. <laughs> I get that. Same. I, I think all three of us are that way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So his brain wasn't firing on all cylinders yet. That led him to say the first thing he could think of, and that was to offer her a cup of coffee. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He says she smiled and then faded away after a moment. And he woke me up after to ask about it. I told him of some of the things she had done that I had seen. And he finally cornered my mom and she admitted to seeing her. I'm not sure who started calling her Caroline first or how we agreed to it. But I do know that that was the name that we had chosen for her. She reminded us of the description of Laura Ingalls' mother. And it stuck. We would see her around every so often and we would say hello and everyone would go about their business. This went on for several years. She stood in the living room window when I left for basic training and she was there when I came back from Korea six months pregnant with my oldest. This is where things became really interesting actually, but we didn't realize it quite at the time. She hovered around me a lot during my two weeks of leave time before going to Fort Drum, New York. At the time, I simply thought she was interested because I had been gone for so long. That thought would change later, though. When my oldest was almost six months old, my dad was run over by a skid steer, which is like a front loader, like a bobcat type thing. Okay. And shattering his left leg and breaking it, breaking his right leg. Ooh. Oof. Yikes. That is rough. I was no longer active duty, so I went home for almost six months to help my mother. This was around the time that my oldest was standing and trying to crawl out of everything and get into all sorts of trouble. One day in March, I was outside helping my mother with something while my oldest was sleeping in the pack and play in the living room. I heard a woman holler at me, Echo, the baby, but it wasn't my mom. She didn't even act like she had heard anything. I heard it again, more frantic. Echo, the baby, now. I was pretty freaked out, so I ran inside and nearly had a heart attack. My oldest had managed to pull himself up onto the edge of the pack and play and was balancing. Half of his body was still in the thing, and the other half was floating about two and a half feet above the living room floor. I ran in and grabbed him and made sure he was okay. There were other instances similar to this. And it began to make us think that she was a school teacher or nanny of some type. She wasn't just warning for when the babies were doing something they weren't supposed to be, though. She could be rather vengeful. My ex was discharged from the military, and we moved back to Nebraska. He would terrorize the kids when he thought no one was watching him, hiding in dark closets. <laughs> That's throwing terrible. Fake I know. Throwing fake bugs at the kids and so on. Yes. <laughs> my oldest was barely three at the time, my youngest only a few months old, and my middle somewhere in between. Bugs were something that would easily freak them out, obviously. At first, Caroline would be subtle when he would do this. One time, his sugar for his sweet tea turned out to be salt, oh. even though it was an unopened bag. Ooh, that's creepy. Ooh. 
It tasted sweet to the rest of us, but made his favorite drink inedible. Oh, that yeah. never stopped him, even though he told we told him that we thought it angered Caroline somehow and that she was trolling him. So she escalated. My parents have a spice shelf that lean against the wall above the stove. It is solid and isn't something that can just fall over without some effort involved. He was making sweet tea again. He would boil the tea bags on the stove and then add sugar and to the rest of the water. And the whole shelf fell on him, giving him some minor burns across the chest, arms, and hands. Oh, wow. Ooh. Oh, because it, it fell on him and knocked him on the stove. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. We saw her standing there in the doorway to the dining room, staring at him. We warned him again that she had that he had done something. Ignoring us, my dad saw him terrorizing my daughter, who was nearly two at this point, and my dad threatened him with his life. Carolyn had other plans, though. One night shortly after my dad said something to him, my ex woke me up screaming. Before I could ask what had happened, he ran out of the room and started running down the stairs. He tripped as though he had been pushed and rolled all the way to the bottom. When we finally got him to calm down, he said he woke up to a woman leaning over him. Her face is inches away from his. Oh, my God. I just got the chills. Yeah. No, thank you. After a few seconds, he said her face twisted and she screamed at him. An awful sound that made his hair stand up on end. He accused us of putting a curse on him because, you know, he hadn't done anything. No. And he asked that we move to Alabama to be closer to his family. So we did. Things got worse. And a month and a half later, he kicked the kids and I out of the house. The kids and I moved back to Nebraska and Caroline continued to watch over them. Another time that she warned us was shortly after the kids and I went back home. My niece was born premature on the 4th of July and wasn't allowed to leave the NICU or the newborn ICU until August. My sister was exhausted, of course, and we were all helping her with my niece. One night I had dozed off in the living room holding Lilybug, who's her her niece, on her chest and trying to keep her comfortable. I woke up to something trying to shake me awake and looked to see Caroline. She was worried. Said the baby wasn't breathing. I sat up really fast, waking up from the dream in time to hear the machine that was monitoring my niece's oxygen levels start screaming. I was able to wake my niece up and made sure to say thank you to Caroline. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The kids still sometimes see her when they visit my folks, and they all talk about the nice ghost that lives there. We all say hello when we feel an unusual cold spot or offer a cup of coffee if we sense she is in the kitchen with us. She is part of the family now and always will be. She has helped my kids so much, my whole family really, and I will probably cry the day we realize we haven't seen her in a long time. Aww. That's amazing. I just got like chills, but like good chills. Yeah, good so chills. Yeah. It is a sweet story. I, I 100% agree. And I appreciate the terrorizing of the mean ex-husband. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. What a cool story. Thank you so much, Echo. I love that. It really was. Yeah. Thank you, Echo. All right. So my first story here is from longtime listener, Sammy Joe Lopez. Oh, yeah. Sammy. Mm-hmm. Might be good. 
All right. She says, hello, my spooky peeps. Let me tell you about a time my sister and I saw a duende. And oh, it sounds exactly how it is spelled. Wait, so this is the first time we're hearing this? I know, right? She says, yes, that's right. A duende. So I think she expected your your response yeah, there. I think so. Let me start by explaining what a duende is. Duendes are known as gnome-like creatures who live inside the walls of homes, especially in the bedroom walls of young children. They are small, less than a foot tall, and are often only caught through quick glimpses. Growing up Hispanic, duendes are a part of our culture. Whenever something goes missing in the house or something is moved from its original spot, it's always blamed on the duende. Now to my story. This happened on January 7th, 2015. And I remember this because it was the premiere date of the show Empire. And I hurried home from work to watch. I was standing in the living room, flipping through channels, and my sister was making food in the kitchen. We were having a loud conversation since we were both in different parts of the house. Between us was a small dining room, and in the hallway began where I was standing. As we continued our conversation, I didn't notice my sister had her head peering out of the kitchen, looking at me. I was staring at the TV while I was talking when suddenly I saw what looked like a little man, almost elf-on-a-shelf-like, with a red-pointed hat, run down the hallway from the corner of my eye. I couldn't believe what I just saw. I was about to yell out my sister's name and tell her that I saw a duende when I turned around and saw that she also had a shocked expression <laughs> on her face. All she said was, I saw it too. We both turned on the hallway lights and searched for the duende. We knew we weren't going to find it, but I think at the time shock took over. It made sense though, because at that time we kept misplacing things constantly. We would always talk about duendes, but I never really believed in them because I had never seen one before. I'm a true believer now. Whenever I catch a glimpse of things from the corner of my eye, I always chalk it up to duendes. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I've never heard of a duende before. That's pretty neat. Sure. That's way cool. I've only heard of it uh, a couple times and... Come to think of it, yeah, it was like usually my Spanish friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sammy Joe and Love Lily. That. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mary, you got another one for us, I believe, right? Yes, I do. This one is from our listener, Ogali. So <laughs> I... Which is an awesome name. It's an awesome name, and it does not look like how it's pronounced, so we appreciate the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ogali. Because I think... None of us were near. <laughs> no, no. Well, we would have been close. Yeah. But, yeah. I think we focused a little too much on a certain letter, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So this isn't a ghost story. Maybe the opposite, but definitely an experience. It's a life story. <laughs> yes. Three years ago, my boyfriend's grandmother passed away from an aggressive battle of cancer. She was religious, spiritual, and an amazing woman who we all loved dearly. She passed away in her home, in her bed, surrounded by her loved ones exactly how she wanted. The day she passed, small families were allowed in her room to say goodbye before the morgue picked up her body later that evening. It became our turn, my boyfriend, our four-year-old daughter at the time, and myself. Once in, my boyfriend held his grandmother and cried while my daughter and I gave him his space and time 
while sitting on the side of the other side of the room. After a few minutes, I see our daughter look up and eyes roamed all over the ceiling. I wasn't sure why she kept doing that until she whispered, Mommy, there's angels up there. Now, mind you, I'm not a religious person. I was born and raised a Catholic like most Hispanic children, but don't really follow it anymore. We baptized our daughter when she turned one because our parents pushed us towards it, but never talked to our daughter about God, nor mentioned it around her, let alone angels. So at this point, my heart dropped and I felt my blood turn cold. My boyfriend looked up at her and asked, you see them? She didn't break eye contact from the ceiling and just nodded and said, mm-hmm, they're everywhere. My boyfriend just smiled and more tears came running down as he then knew they were there to guide her to where his grandmother is meant to be. I still get chills telling the story, and my boyfriend still cries every time. My daughter, now eight, and loves your podcast, (laughs) doesn't remember the day, but we know she saw and experienced something special. Wow. How awesome is that? Wow. That is so cool. Man, kids see things. We've said it. I've said it. They don't just say the darndest things. They also (laughs) see the darndest things. I'm going to come up with my own show. Kids see the darndest things. (laughs) 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 It's just going to be a mystery show of macabre with kids. (laughs) It's just me like egging them on. Bill Hader eating popcorn style. Like, yeah. How about you, Susan? There is a monster in your closet. (laughs) Yeah. What did you see? Yeah. He's got I think five I see arms. Some, oh my god! Yeah, and then I what just set under out your bed. Yeah. Have you checked under your bed? Yeah. <laughs> I pull an Oprah. Everyone, check under your your chairs. And there's like the the my god <laughs> Ouija boards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just slowly walk out of the room because I'm not going to stay there for that. Oh, hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Kids, oh, they'll get wow. over it. Just kidding. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, that was such a good story. It really was. So good. Uh, that's probably like one of my favorites. Whoa. I can't yeah. say that. I'll say it's my favorite They're angel all kind story. Of my favorite, my favorite yeah. angel story. Hey, and oh, nice. and uh, what was that that show that used to be filmed here? The the oh, touched by, by an angel. angel. Yeah. See, we know <laughs> angels here in Utah. Yeah. Touched by an oh, angel. Yeah. Was filmed uh, here for years. I don't want to brag, but. Uh, an episode was filmed outside my house. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Everybody. Is this the house by the strip club? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> it's a very unique episode. <laughs> I imagine. The one where Strippers Jessica with Beals the heart of gold, character. you know, that's okay. That's, no, you're, you're, you're mixing up your religious pre- programming. That was Seventh Heaven that you're thinking of right oh, there. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no. Come on, you got you, you got seventh heaven. You've got highway to heaven, right? And it's all then, so confusing. I know. That was also filmed here. Was it highway to heaven? I think some With episodes. Michael Landis or uh, yeah, yeah, the guy from yeah, Little House, Little House, yeah. yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, by the way, strippers not knocking you. High respect. You do you make that money. Yeah, girls. I have a lot of friends in college yeah. do that. Hell yeah. It's not only just this saying, it's also truth. <laughs> paying for college. College yeah. is expensive. Yeah. If, Hell yeah. Hey, if you're safe and you're comfortable doing it, then pff, why not? I mean, if there's a niche out there for like 
big girls just wearing sweatpants and <laughs> doing a little shimmy and then just watching Netflix on the couch. There is. Sign me up. There is. Show me the money. Yeah. Oh, my There's my gosh. new gig. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just jump right in with my next story. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so this listener didn't specify about using her name, so I'm not going to say, and I'm just going to jump in. So she says, so many stories, so little time. I will tell you some happenings in Bear Creek Park on the west side of Houston. This is an area mostly owned by the Army Corps of Engineers, and it's leased to the city of Houston as parklands in the Attics and Barker Reservoirs. This area was, some of you may recall, from news coverage of the Hurricane Harvey, devastated by floods from that storm. Right. Yeah. I use the park trails and the abandoned golf course cart paths for running and cycling, which is fabulous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the park is pleasant enough, but once in a while, there's just something. I've had many encounters. The cross-country team from the high school found a body in the woods here, and I know of another one found years back as well. There's a monument to a recent murder, which would also make a good story to cover, but I digress. (laughs) The sounds... I've heard music from the tinkling of bells and laughter far away from passing cars and when I'm the only one. My daughter says the area is inhabited by the fey folk. Recently, it's phantom smells of cinnamon or roses. Hmm. Better than farts. That is better than farts, which is what our house has been filled with lately. We've had sulf- Come on, Mary. Sulf- <laughs> sulfury dog farts in our Valid. house. Yeah. yeah. Jack's been a stinky little turd lately. Oh, mm. we had two dogs let him while we were doing our patron virtual party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was And you funny. saw Eric and I quickly lean out of the mm-hmm. picture because that was gacky. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. A story for another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've had phantom deer encounter. There is plenty of wildlife, deer, coyotes, skunks, raccoons, nutria, beaver, alligators, snakes, hundreds of birds, large and small. But they usually don't appear and disappear like a gigantic buck. He appeared behind me and I turned to look. We locked eyes. We looked at each other for a few seconds. He was solid. I saw the individual hairs, his muscles twitching, the vapor of his breath and the knots in his antlers. Then he simply vanished, blinking immediately out of sight. Ooh, that is spooky. Mm. That was, And it was so well detailed that it felt like one of those really bad romance novels at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. Every his, knot in his antler. And his thigh muscle twitched. Oh, yeah. gosh. So I liked it. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> no, I liked it, too. It. But, you know, like, she, that's how she saw it. And, like, that vivid. And then for it to just be gone. Yeah. Like, um, no, thank you. That's yeah. crazy. Ooh, good. Yeah. So once on a bicycle trip in a, a night rain, I met up with a young girl on a bike with training wheels. Something was off, but I couldn't tell what. She was barefoot and her bell rang flat. I passed expecting to meet up 
or see a family or parents, but nothing. I couldn't place what about her was unsettling until I passed. I turned back to look and she was gone. Then I realized in the rain that she was still dry and the silent girl nor her bike had been touching the ground. What? (laughs) So she... She says, I've caught EVPs of growling near the cemeteries from the old town of Attics. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, uh-uh. <laughs> that freaks me out. Yeah. My daughter was running on the trails and called me to get her. Why? It was dusk and the sound of something large and growling in the trees surrounded her. Sometimes ahead, sometimes doubling back. She was in the middle of the road under a streetlight waiting for me to get her. I've heard those growls too. The bridges have the stop for being pushed legends. On this road, I saw what appeared to be a car approach. Then I realized it was just two lights. Not no actual car. I looked behind, no tail lights. I drove home in silent haste. The next night, the youngest asked, Can we go look for the spooky car again? I asked, what car? The one that appears and disappears, she said. I've stopped and had my car rocked like being violently shaken and had the car knocked on. Ooh, it's like my uh, the other day. Knock, knock, road. With the windows down, I heard whistling there. I continue (laughs) to run and bike here, but never alone at night. That's smart. How cool and creepy. Wow. I love those stories. Those are awesome. That was so good. I had my blank up up over me because I know scary stories. No, but for real, like the growling, that would do me in. Like I would not go back there. The growling, I would have been out. I would have probably taken a different road had something been shaking my car or knocking on it. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) Add an extra 30 minutes (laughs) to to my old commute. Yeah, I need a t-shirt that just says never again because I'm unforgiving when I get scared. <laughs> never again. Never again. Uh, I have a bathroom in my house I will never again use because I got spooked. In the bathroom? No, that's a lie. Oh. I wish it happened though. Oh, wow. I'm like, <laughs> I really? Like, I feel like I need to know this. Story? I also feel like she's lying right now because be, it was too good of a story. I don't anymore? know. Wow. She's become a quarantine liar. <laughs> That's all I do is I lie to myself in the mirror yeah. at that bathroom. Drink, drinking white claws and lying. Today she's uh, drinking wine. Wow. Look at her guzzle right there. Man. Wow. Who's up next? I am. All right. All right. So my story comes from one of our Aussie listeners, Nico Boone. Apparently in down in Australia, Nico is short for Nicole. So, oh, yeah. very cute. I Which I cute. like. It. I like the name Nico. Here in the States, mm-hmm. we get a lot of like Nickies Nick. or Nicks. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like that. Nico. So thank you, Nico. Thank you. When I was around six, my family moved interstate to a small town on the southeast Queensland coast. We temporarily rented a house until my parents found a suitable house to buy. The rented house was an old two-story farmhouse on a property about 10 minutes outside of town. I'm not sure of its age, but we were told it was originally a high-set house before an owner of the past had built in the lower level to have living space downstairs and bedrooms upstairs. 
The original outdoor staircase was kept, and the house extended around it to create an internal staircase. My parents' bedroom was immediately at the top of these stairs, and you could see the landing from their bed. A hall from the top of the stairs extended the length of the house, ending in the playroom, which was a converted veranda. Our bedrooms and the bathroom opened along the hall between my parents' room and the playroom. As kids, we loved the house. It made weird noises, especially at night when it was all quiet, but we thought nothing of this. One time, my cousin swore black and blue that she saw the Easter Bunny hop down the stairs on the night before Easter, and this enchanted us all who believed the Easter Bunny to be a perfectly normal nighttime visitor. (laughs) Years after, we had moved out, and I was now about 18 years old. My father shared a story I had never heard. Dad is someone who doesn't understand other people's fascination with the past beyond their own existence. (laughs) He possesses a great memory and is not prone to exaggeration, even when spinning a yarn, which makes me believe his story entirely. Dad maintains that on many occasions, whilst we lived in that old farmhouse, he would wake in bed with a heavy pressure on his chest, causing him to struggle to breathe. Opening his eyes, he would see an elderly woman pressing down on him. Once he was awake, she would get up and leave, descending the stairs or fade away altogether. I could tell these experiences gave him the willies just repeating it. Dad also said he would sometimes hear footsteps on the upper floor, knowing full well there was no one up there. Strangely, Mom never experienced anything out of the ordinary. The clincher in this story is my uncle, Dad's brother. He was sitting with us when Dad recalled the story. Shaking his head, he said he didn't like being in that house because of a similar experience. On one occasion, he was staying overnight babysitting us kids, his nieces and nephews. He said he was in the spare bed in the playroom when he heard footsteps in the hall. Thinking one of the kids was scampering about, he got up, opened the door to find no one in the hall. He walked down the hall and checked all the rooms to find all four children fast asleep in their beds. Making his way back to the playroom, he heard footsteps again behind him. He said the hair stood on the back of his neck and he didn't want to turn around, but did only to find what he feared. No one. My uncle claimed he shut himself in the playroom for the rest of the night and refused to babysit alone in that house at night ever again. The woman was believed to have been someone who lived in the house before the conversion as she was only ever seen and heard on the upper floor. Dad made no inquiries as to the history of the house's occupants to the landlord because that would mean telling the story, which he didn't want to do. Love all your work. I look forward to the episodes each week and sometimes savor them by not listening until I'm a comfortable spot with my undivided attention. Thanks for everything you do and stay safe. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nico. I love the idea of us being like a like a a nice you know bottle of wine or something, you know? Or in Sarah's case, a nice white cloth chilled to the perfect Mm. temperature. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I don't know what, what what's your favorite flavor of White Claw, Sarah? If you had to pick one, she likes black cherry. I do like the black cherry, but it's really because they only sell the mango and the black cherry at oh. the grocery store. Oh, I would think that would get really old in a hurry. Black yeah. cherry. We one were of those actually just would... talking about where you get those because Eric's like, "Where does she get those?" I'm like, "Yeah, the that's, grocery store." I guess that's I why know. I started drinking them is because you can get them at the grocery store. Which is weird that they are there. Weird Utah laws, but whatever. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nico. That was such an awesome story. I absolutely loved it and very well written as well. So kudos. All right, Mary, what have you got? I, okay, I just quickly looked. Didn't see anything about a name. So we'll begin. (laughs) Nameless. Nameless. In Utah. Just kidding. I don't know. Oh, you know what? This is my friend. How funny <laughs> is that? I just accidentally scrolled funny. and it clicked on. And she's like, I'm Mary's friend at the very bottom. Oh, my gosh. I know. All right. So I will say her name. Uh, this is my friend, Lindsay. <laughs> ah. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Hi, guys. So my cousins used to live behind a cemetery. And they'd tell me these great stories. The one I remember is the lady in white. And we've talked about this before, not this particular one, but every state has their own lady in white story. I love that. Visual. My cousin's house, when looking at it from the sidewalk, had a long gravel driveway to the right of the house, which stood back quite far from the road. A few trees in the front yard, but thick forest-like trees to the right of the driveway with no neighbors for a while. The cemetery is behind the house that you can't see from the road. My cousin gets home from a party about 1 a.m. and the car drops her off and leaves from the road. She starts walking up the gravel driveway and is halfway to the house when she sees a figure on the side of the driveway ahead of her, closer to the thicket. She stops, stares, not sure. She says, hello? The figure turns. She's in a full white long flowy nightgown, pale face, long thick dark hair, and the darkest holes where the eyes should be. She looks like she's in pain. My cousin starts running towards the house in a diagonal way from the driveway, and the figure moves also. You know how deer run? She seemed to float through the thicket like a deer runs. Never figured out more from this, but the visuals always terrified me. Ooh. Mm. Creepy. Yeah. I love a good lady in white story. Right. We all, do. all right. So this last one comes from Lacey. And she says, I don't care if you share this on your podcast. I just thought it would be fun to share with you guys. Well, guess what? We're doing it on the podcast. We're sharing it. Oh, man. Oh, there it is. So this story. I really like because it actually happens in Harriman and I live in Harriman. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, uh, Lacey, this is literally close to home for me. <laughs> so, for those not to know, Harriman is actually the gateway to hell. It is, um, yeah. So, it's like, it's just like a little town in Utah. That is in the hell. gateway to hell. Yeah. That is the gateway to hell. No, no, it has nothing to do with hell. No, it's just cute. 
cute little uh, town. That up was, and coming town. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those towns now. that didn't exist yeah. like 20 years ago. And but, it's yeah. huge now. Yeah. So um, anyway, here's her story. Retelling the story gives me goosebumps and I still cry sometimes talking about it. In 1999, I lived in a small yellow house that had five acres in a small town called Harriman, Utah. It was beautifully hidden behind dozens of pine trees, apple trees, and aspen trees. It had tall, wind-breaking trees that lined a dirt road that wrapped around to the back of the house. This house I moved into when I was only five. It was my grandma's old house, and it was given to my parents. I never really knew the history behind the house. My grandma had never talked about it, and I don't like bringing up the house to my grandma because she gets upset every time I ask her about the history of it. The house was peculiar. It had orange carpet, carpet in the kitchen, butler doors, and had a Franklin stove in the living room, which I hated. I always stubbed my toe on the corner of it, and I would profusely bleed every time. That's the worst. Every time. Uh-huh. Then one of the rooms that my brother slept in on the top floor had a laundry chute in the closet floor which was extremely creepy because we could see to the basement. The basement was the scary part of the house. It was unfinished and had a Franklin stove in what would be the laundry room and an old white piano with gold trimming. Me and my brothers would always play down there because we would scooter and rollerblade on the unfinished cement floors and play on the piano while we were down there and we would hear footsteps upstairs even though no one else was at home. I would always see dark figures passing at the corner of my eye. I remember thinking it might be my mom or dad. I would call out to them, and they would be completely on the other side of the house. And I thought, that's weird. How did they go to the bathroom hallway to the kitchen so quickly? But I later realized it was not them I was seeing. This happened a lot in this house, seeing the dark figures moving around. One morning I woke up early, probably around 5 a.m. My mom was getting ready for work and my dad was still sleeping in, so she told me to go sleep next to dad. My parents' room had a giant window looking out into the backyard, and we had a huge pine tree next to the window. I couldn't sleep, so I just stared out that window, and all of a sudden I saw a weird figure kind of floating on the tree. It was white and transparent. I tried to rub my eyes, thinking I must be seeing things. I looked again, and I saw more translucent white figures on the tree. They were people, but I couldn't quite make out exactly what they looked like. I rubbed my eyes again, and they were still there. The strange thing was I wasn't scared of them. They didn't seem to be threatening. I closed my eyes and finally fell asleep. Three years later, they began to appear in my dreams, except they weren't the white translucent figures. It was a lot more sinister. I would dream of these tall black shadow figures in large groups bobbling their long lanky bodies together getting closer and closer to me. They had no face, just broad shoulders and a head that was pure black. Then they started screaming at me, Lacey, why did you do that? Over and over. I woke up my eyes wide and the voices still screamed, Lacey, why did you do that? The voices got louder and louder. And then I would try to take off my blanket and get out of bed. I started to cry and curled up into a ball saying, please stop, please stop. And it finally stopped screaming at me. That is scary. Wow. Yeah, no yeah. thank you. 
Another incident my mom told me about that I didn't know was that every time around 3 a.m., our stereo system would be blasted on and the TV would be in that grayscale screen. We had landline phones that would always ring at least five times during the day. We would pick it up and would hear weird scratching noises or sometimes just nothing. Ew. Yeah, mm-hmm. no thanks. Nope. Six years later, we finally were getting ready to move out of the house. My dad and my mom got most everything out except that white piano with the gold trimming. The piano didn't fit through any of the doors. So how did they get the piano inside the house? So we had to break it apart in order to get it out. While my dad was breaking apart the piano to throw it away in the dumpster, my cousin found a whistle outside and she said, let's clean the whistle. It has dirt all over it. We went into the kitchen sink to clean it and I said to my cousin, isn't it sad we had to break that piano? All of a sudden, we both heard a loud whisper next to our ears. I will break you. No. What? Uh Me and her looked at each other and said, did you hear that? She said, yes, let's get out of here. And we ran out of the house as fast as we could. Yeah, if Ivan Drago is in your house. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes, but no. No. So one year later, after moving out of the house, the guy who bought it off my parents was a friendly neighbor that we used to go to church with all the time. He was remodeling the house and had called my dad asking what that horrible smell was. He said it smelled like death and he couldn't figure out where it was coming from and said the house had a negative dark energy. I still drive by the house and wonder if it's still there. And it is. But the people who bought it built a new house next to it, and they rent it out now. And it's not yellow anymore, and they remodeled the house and sold off most of the land. And there are houses built behind our once huge yard. I will get a picture of it and send it to you. Also, I'm sorry if my grammar was horrible. I really tried. English was never my favorite subject. Only history and science. Science. <laughs> Big smiley face. So thank you, Lacey. That was awesome. You do, you, that Lacey. Was. No apologies. Hey, you know what? We all had our our areas we struggled oh in. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. No, I think you did great. And that story is... That's so awesome. Also, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Franklin Stoves. Uh, our farmhouse had one. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, like make pancakes on it i would use a skillet or something obviously right but or like set like my hot chocolate on it in its mug and it would keep it nice and warm you know the funny thing is we had a franklin stove that wasn't connected to anything like you couldn't use it it was just like an antique franklin stove that we had in our basement for some reason when i was a kid for a while i have no idea yeah no ours was used all the time at, at the farm but we also had like a modern one here like do you remember when the 70s and 80s tried to bring back the modern stoves in the house and stuff yeah so we had one like in our sitting area in my house you know the best the the best inventions to come out of that time period (laughs) was i was like of 1740s yes no that's the franklin when we moved into our house our house featured a trash compactor Yes. Oh. Have you ladies ever witnessed a trash compactor? No, I've heard of these no. things. Yeah. First of all, 
you know that baby poo green that everything was in in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And uh, second of all, I love that color. I love the seventies greens. Mm, yeah, that with that weird yellow mm-hmm. that goes with it too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it was like that. Of course, you know, metal with like filing cabinet metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it would it, it you would dump food in there, whatever, right? And it would smash it oh. down. But the problem is. You ha- then have to take it outside of the garbage, right? And it weighs a ton because right. everything's been smashed down. Yeah. And it's actually like a two-piece thing that would fall apart on me because that was my chore was to take that out. Because, <laughs> oh of course, God. you know, you torture the six-year-old kid by making him carry the yeah. heavy-ass you garbage. Probably. That's like child labor laws. Uh, no, that's called chores. <laughs> right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's how I'll pay you a nickel. Do it. If, if I got paid at all. I was just right. expected to do it. Yeah. But then you'd have to wash these things out because it was just straight garbage right on these plastic things. disgusting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a horrible invention. It really was. Like, it's one of those ones where you go... In concept, it, it sounds right. awesome, right? Yeah, compact everything, in make a lot theory, more room. In theory, but in yeah. Practice, mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not so much. Not so much. There's a reason that they didn't last very long. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, everyone, thank you so much for submitting yes. your ghost stories. Yeah. And if you're listening to this the day it's released, if you celebrate Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Happy holidays. And whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate anything, we just hope you have a great rest of your day. Yay. Right. On that, say bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye.